0: Okay, welcome back, all of you way too happy, it's creepy type of people, to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October, we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by my wife, Katie. Hi. And we are reviewing the 2022 American Psychological Supernatural Horror Film, Smile. Once you see it, it's too late. Yeah?
1: That's true, with like all monsters in every horror film
0: yeah honestly when you see it it's it, that's kind of it
1: yeah freddy jason michael chucky <laughs> fucked
0: yeah we see chucky moving on his own he's like well i gotta kill you now you've seen me yeah yeah hit that music <laughs> everyone. This is episode 27 of the fifth annual Halloween Screamathon, and Katie and I we sat down, and we are trying out a very new movie that has I don't know what the right word swept the the imaginations like the the emotions of a lot of people in the world. I don't know if you remember Katie, but back uh, I guess it would have been the last season of just sports. I think it was baseball time that. There would just be creepy people sitting behind, like, home base, home plate, and they would just be smiling. And the camera would be like, what the fuck's wrong with that person? They would zoom in on them. I don't know if you remember that last season of baseball.
1: No, but that sounds like something that happens every season.
0: Yeah. So, for Smile, their their marketing department just had creepy people smiling directly into cameras. Uh, I think NBA games, they did it and for sure MLB games, but just any sports thing, something that had a ton, millions of people watching, they would just sit there and just look at the camera and smile really hard, and people sitting next to them like, what the fuck's wrong with this person? You know, it's, it was a really cool, the marketing for this movie was absolutely amazing. So, 40 Uninitiated, Smile, it is a movie based off a 2020 short film called Laura Hasn't Slept. And fun fact, the Laura in the short is the same Laura in this movie. Which makes people think that that little short's a prequel to this. Because she deals with some creepy stuff that likes to smile and look really terrifying. (laughs) But it is about a therapist. After witnessing a very, very weird suicide of a patient, she goes through really weird hallucinations and experiences leading to her own demise a week later but Otis that sounds like the, the ring yeah I know Otis that sounds like it follows yeah Otis it seems like a lot of movies yeah I know but this one and I'll get a little bit deeper into it but this one had a really cool twist on everything but Like, in It Follows, there was someone just, like, creepily following you. In Smile, people just grin the hardest grin they can make. And their eyes are, like, dead. And it's a really cool build-up up front. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun one. But, Katie, what did you think about Smile?
1: This movie, after having watched many, many, many horror movies that are similar to it... And shows and stuff. This movie was really predictable. Yes. I... I don't know. It was okay. There were parts of it that were frustrating as fuck, and we'll get into that in a little bit when we talk about some other things about the movie. But a lot of this stuff was really predictable, and I don't know if that's just because, like, Otis and I watch a shit ton of scary movies, or if it's predictable because just the way that the movie was set up was predictable you know there are times when the main character is like oh I'm sitting in my bedroom all alone and I'm like looking something up on the computer and both Otis and I like looked at each other and like oh yeah some shit's gonna pop out of the dark and what happened some shit popped out of the dark like all of the things that were meant to scare you were very very like oh clearly that's what's coming and you know Even one of the deaths is like, oh, well, they're showing this way too much at the beginning. They're giving us way too much of this. That's going to happen, like, for sure. And we're going to be pissed about it. So it was good-ish, but very predictable. I would say that the acting is okay, but the main character leaves you wanting a lot more. Like, a lot more to root for. She's not... she, She doesn't give you enough... I guess they needed, like, an extra 10 or 20 minutes at the beginning to formulate a relationship with the main character so that you actually gave a fuck when, like, things started going down, but they don't, and you're just, like, upset. Or not even upset, but, like, you don't care when things start happening to her because she's not really a likable character beforehand. And, I don't know. It was just... it was okay.
0: Yeah, I... So when we finished, and I was sitting there... I thought about how I acted while we were watching. So, there are different types of Otises when you watch a scary movie. It's the Otis that sits forward in the seat and is just like, oh, shit. Uh, There's Otis that laughs a lot. And there's the Otis that does a lot of flopping. And sometimes the flopping's a good flop. But sometimes that flop is like, oh, come on. Why did that happen? Uh, That happened a lot in this movie. This movie... I would say, is one of those gateway scary movies. This is a movie I would show someone that doesn't know that much about scary movies or doesn't know where to start or do. I think this one is a solid gateway scary movie because it's predictable for Katie and I. And we're pushing our glasses up. Katie actually has glasses. I don't, but I'm pushing my fake glasses up. Bella's doing it, too. She should have glasses. Bella's watched thousands of scary movies at this point, so she's pushing her glasses up. I pushed it up for her, but... We've seen so many, so to the point where we can kind of navigate through a scary movie. And, you know, sometimes we get caught off guard. I'm like, oh, that was good. You know, and that's when we smile. There was a moment Mm -hmm. at the absolute end of this movie, both of us were like, damn, that was cool. And it's just...
1: But it wasn't even that it was scary. It was just that it looked really fucking cool. Like, this movie takes a really long time to build up to the, like, guts and gore aspect of it, like, there are deaths throughout, but it's all, like, hearsay, like, they're talking about a death that yeah. happened previously, or they're looking at, like, crime scene photos of a death, and it's not really until the end where you see some fucking creepy shit, and the end, like, monster reveal thing is really that fucking was cool looking. Awesome. It's really good It's looking. a
0: shame you have to... This movie's, like, two hours long. It's very it's, long. It's a shame that it just...
1: See, and I said they needed an extra 20 minutes. (laughs) I don't feel like the movie needed more time necessarily, (laughs) but they needed to spend more time on her backs, like on getting to like her before they throw her into the the shit.
0: Katie I are trying to make a Marvel movie. No, no, I don't (laughs) want it
1: to. I actually think you could cut half an hour of this movie out, but take out that extra half an hour and then to the, what, 90 minutes of film you have left fucking fix the story a little bit so I give a shit about the main character. Yeah.
0: Uh, Katie just said the next thing I was gonna say. I don't really care about the main character. And with a movie like this, a psychological type of horror movie, where it's like, shit, this might be all in my head, or it might be going crazy because there's an actual demon, like, right behind me, trying to kill my ass. You have to really care about the main character. And... There are ways to circumvent caring about the main person. And as with the supporting characters, if you have strong people behind the main character, you're like, okay, shit. Well, I don't want Katie and Bella, anything bad to happen to them because they're trying to take care of Otis. So shit, you know? And then just by, what's the word? Mm-hmm. Transitive property, you care a little bit about Otis because you care about those two ladies, It's like, you know?
1: It's like um Insidious. You care about the kid, and you want the kid to be okay. Like, that's... They give you enough information about the kid, and you're like, yeah, I want that kid to live. Yeah. But then, like, you know, 80% through the movie, they flip it, and now we are supposed to give a shit about the dad. And it's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about the dad. I don't care about him. As long as that kid's okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but this movie is like... I don't care about her. They uh, We never got enough information about her or about her friendships, her relationships, or anything about her to give a fuck about it.
0: Yeah, it's a shame. But like I said, this is sometimes with basic e stories, something goes to the wayside. And, you know, sometimes just the character itself is a little more basic than you would want it to be. And it's a shame because, you know, spoilers, my favorite character was one of the supporting ones that deserved a lot more time in this movie and a lot more shine because he was fucking awesome. And the person that popped up and then just disappeared an hour in, I was like, why the fuck was he in this movie? You know, it just, there were really cool actors in this movie and they were just there to be there. Cal Penn, uh, a really cool actor, is just here. To just doubt that the main character's crazy or not? And that's it.
1: Well, it's not even that he doubts her. It's, he, he's, like, her co-worker who cares probably the most about her mental health yeah. and is the only one who's really, like, caring about her the whole fucking time. Everyone else is like, mm, you sound fucking crazy. Or, I don't believe that you need this drug, so I'm not gonna give you this drug. Nah, Cal was like, yo, you've been working too much? Fucking go home. Yeah. Like, get some sleep.
0: So, you know, spoilers, but Cal Penn, he is in this movie, Jesse T. Usher, what a crazy name, but hey, it's A-Train from The Boys. Uh, I don't know if I've seen anything else he was in, but no, uh, he was A-Train. It was cool to see him, because he's kind of a douchebag in The Boys at first, and he tries to be better. Uh, boy, howdy, that, uh, what, that Kwanzaa outfit he had, when he tried to stop, like... <laughs> The racial fights. Oh He's like, my no god, guys.
1: that was so bad. Yeah, that
0: was a mess. Kyle Gallner, Katie and I, we have the same emotion and out and just outlook of life when we see Kyle Gallner. He has been in tons of things, and we always do the same thing. We're it's like, literally, what the it's literally, it's his
1: fucking mustache every time because this man decided to grow like a porno stash. And every fucking time I see him with that mustache, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He looks so familiar. I get mad every time.
0: But he is from Smallville. He played Bart Allen. It's one of the Flashes. He was the
1: first Flash. Yeah. In the (laughs) modern-ish DCEU.
0: And then he was in a haunting in Connecticut, Jennifer's Body. And then and the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. He played Johnny Depp's character, so the one that got sucked into the bed. But in this universe, he doesn't die. Oh, that's cool. Good for him. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's really cool to see him. But this movie, I would watch it just because of the build to the end. But this movie deserves so much more i've looked at reviews because i I was like maybe just kate and i feel a certain way and maybe other people don't feel like that you know maybe we're just being weird no a lot of the the reviews were like the the jump scares there were so many basic jump scares in this movie it felt weird like so predictable with with the underlying theme of what you have going it just these basic jumps and i was like that's so disappointing this movie is, is, it has such a cool idea and a cool feel to be so basic. It's such a shame. So, you can find this film on, ooh, I think it's on Amazon, but you got to pay for it unless you have Paramount, I believe. But, or you can put your pirate hat on, or if you have the Blu ray. I have the Blu ray. So, it is 115 minutes. For its length, it's kind of weird that you want it more. Usually, movies a little too long, you're like, damn, there was a lot in this, man. I want, you know. But no, no. Yeah. So, we'll get through this story, and we'll talk about at least favorite characters. So, when this movie starts, we don't get the credits up front. Actually, they come in 14 minutes in. So, like I said, you know, I popped pretty hard for that. And it was a good intro to this. But we see a little flashback of a young Rose, and she is walking up to her mother's bedroom, and the mom eyes are just open, and she is not moving. And that's all we get of that for now, and then we'll get a little bit more story about what the hell happened that, that day. But Dr. Rose Cotter, Cotter, what a weird last name. But Dr. Rose, she works way too much. What, 80 hour weeks? 80 hours a week, yeah. So it seems like she's dodging something in her life. We'll talk about that later. But uh, she doesn't really want to have time to herself or sleep or think. So she is constantly working. And so she meets up with a graduate student, Laura Weaver. And Laura is super freaked out. And she keeps telling Rose that something is following her and like screwing with her life. And Laura's saying that it looks like random people, people that she knows, people that have died in her life, they come back and they're just smiling at her. And those people are telling her that she is going to die soon. So she is super duper freaked out. And Rose, she's a psychiatrist, and so she's like, hey, calm down. Uh, Are there any, like, you know, people in your family? Do they have hallucinations? Stuff like that. And Laura starts screaming because she realizes that no one's going to believe her and i get it when you're a super crazy person and you're like and there's an invisible thing coming to attack and probably kill you no one's gonna really believe you when you say that so while they're having their meeting laura starts freaking out and she's saying that the thing is in the room with them rose looks around she's like i don't see it what are you talking about and laura freaks out and falls to the floor and knocks over a vase with flowers in it. So, Rose goes to the phone and calls for help. When she looks back, Laura's not on the ground anymore. Laura's standing right in front of Rose with a crazy, crazy grin on her face and slits her throat. She actually starts at her, like, cheek on one side.
1: Yeah, like it's gonna be a smile. Yeah. Like a Joker smile.
0: And drags it all the way around and slits her throat and she dies right in front of Rose. So, at this point, we get the credits. And so I read into why the credits do that weird flash that they do. Apparently, it's some test that when you flash something like that, it's supposed to give you what's the word?
1: Like a seizure?
0: Well, yeah, but no, like anxiety. It's supposed to like put weird feelings into you cuz when it flashes like that.
1: It's Interesting. I did not get anxiety. I got the fuck.
0: Yeah. Katie said the fuck I, out loud. No,
1: I didn't. I made a hand gesture. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you looked at me like, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. She she did the motion that I was thinking in my head. What the fuck was that? That was yeah. weird. So the next day, uh, Rose, she is starting to see weird things. Another patient, Carl, is smiling like Laura was smiling and yelling at Rose that she's going to die. Um, she calls for nurses to just snatch his ass up. And when you look back into the room, Carl was just laying down, just, he was asleep, he was chilling in his room. And then the orderlies come in and just like throw him down to the ground. And I was like, dang, that sucks. So her supervisor tells her like, Hey, you know, uh, you had a patient kill herself in front of you. And, you know, I don't know what you saw in that room, but Carl's a cool dude. He's just, you know, kind of cuckoo. But you were saying that he was being aggressive. So maybe you should take like a week off to like, you know, help yourself out. And she's like, I guess, you know, I like working because I got problems. But she goes home and her hallucinations get worse. (laughs) Um, Her former therapist tells her that, hey, your problems are coming back from your childhood and you had a lot of issues and she saw the overdose death of her mom and her mom was mentally ill and a little bit abusive so there's a lot to unpack there with her issues so all through this movie rose has a cat and his name is mustache and it's funny after like the third time that she is feeding mustache,
1: it literally took thirty seconds for me. The first time she started feeding her, I was like, "Oh god."
0: <laughs> yeah, the the third like seriously, the second or third time that she opens up a can of cat food and is like mustache, and I was like, "Oh, that cat's gonna die." They're they they're, they're introducing this cat so you know that it's around because yeah. like there are animals in movies that just pop up once and you're like, "Okay, damn, she has a dog somewhere." But now it's like, oh, it's my dog. I love this dog so much. Like, oh, this dog's going to die. Because you keep bringing it up, you know. So, yeah. Mustache the Cat is somewhere in this movie. I just want you to know. So, uh, as Rose is attending a birthday party for her nephew, hooray, the little boy unwraps his present, and he doesn't get a train from his aunt, Aunt Rose. Aunt Rose gave the little boy a dead cat. It's Mustache. And, boy, howdy, the whole room freaks the fuck out, justifi- justifiably so. Uh, there's a dead fucking cat right there. And she's like, so I need to believe me. And then, hey, one of the guests is smiling all crazy at her. And she's like, you, don't, you guys don't see that? Ah! And she falls into a glass table and cuts the shit out of her arms. So, she ends up at the hospital, the same one she works at. And her boss is like, what happened? I heard you had, like, an episode, you know, out in the world are you good and she's like i don't know man and you see her sisters talking to her fiance and and it's funny i think this is what the curse does it just makes you look crazy as fuck to everybody so no one really wants to help you and you're just by yourself and you get attacked and i think that's what they were going for so trevor her fiance this whole movie he is just like I don't know what's happening to you, and I don't know what to do, so I'm just gonna not try? And at first, I understood his his side of this. It's like, okay, you're having some issues, some type of episode, okay? And then after a while, he just kind of gives up, and then there's like one more scene with Trevor, and then he just disappears from the movie. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that was a waste of a character. It should be more to him, but yeah, fuck me, I don't know. I haven't made a movie before, so I don't know. So, Rose finds out that Laura's professor was grinning when he died in front of her. So, Rose finally, finally starts investigating these murders or these suicides to figure out where the fuck this curse came from. I was like, man, it's like 45 minutes in this movie, and she's finally, like, maybe I should look it up to try to figure out how to stop it. So, she talks to her... Ex-boyfriend Joel, he's a police detective and goes through police records and they find a trail of people that have witnessed the suicide that go on to kill themselves in front of somebody all within a week. It just goes back. And so uh, instead of just trying to talk to Rose or instead of trying to talk to Joel and try to team up and work this out. Uh, Rose just puts a team on her back and keeps everything to herself and runs off. So she makes it home and Trevor has talked to Madeline. She is the therapist and they they try to do some type of like intervention for Rose and Rose is like freaking out and Trevor is like, well, I don't even know why. We're together because you're crazy maybe and Rose is like, I don't want to be here and he's like, Why are you giving up on this relationship? And I was like, what the fuck is this character? And then she leaves. And then that is the end of Trevor for this movie. Doesn't even, like, die or have a scene where he might be in trouble. Trevor's just gone. So, uh, hope you like that character. Hope you didn't like that character, because that's the rest of the time. So, Rose meets up with her sister. Um, that's a good sister, because if my brother or sister gave my son or daughter a dead cat for a present Uh, well I probably would have popped them in the mouth right then but they talk and then Holly says like you're acting crazy like mom did you know mom had some mental issues and Rose talks about why Holly like abandoned them and left all of the trouble on Rose's shoulders and I was like okay they have a lot of things they need to work out so Joel and Rose, the real couple of this movie, they figure out that there was one person that got out of the chain of death. And so he's a convicted murderer and they visit him in jail. And he finally talks to Rose without Joel in the room and he says that this thing, whatever this thing is, feeds on trauma. It loves people that have issues. Rose is a perfect candidate for this. And the only way to get out of the chain that this Monster makes is to kill someone in front of someone else, so you need to kill and have a witness, and then, as they are traumatized, the monster goes into them, and then they are now the next person. So just like an it follows, we have to have sex with somebody, and it passes off the evil chain to them. It's you gotta give it to somebody else. So Rose is like, I can't kill anybody, and then you know the guy is like, wait, wait you got it, uh, get away from me, and he freaks the fuck out, because he thinks that she's there to like give it back to him, so I get that, so at this point in the movie, she is getting hallucinations, hallucinations to the point where time just skips, it goes from night to day, like midday, and she's just walking, and she's confused about life, and so as she is having hallucinations about killing Carl, the crazy guy, at her job, and talking to her boss, and speeding off, Rose finally realizes that she has a plan. If she can go to a a home by herself, or somewhere by herself, the evil monster can't spread the curse to anyone else, so she makes it back to her family home, and so if she dies by herself, hooray, end of the movie. So, there are a lot of scenes in this home that the monster is Rose's mother and they talk. And the monster tells Rose that, you know, you didn't call for help. You're a little coward. And Rose finally talks back, fights back against her mom and says that you were a piece of shit mom and you were abusive and all these things. And so it's, it's a very cathartic moment for Rose because she never got to say this to her mom so uh, uh, she needed to do this and so the monster's like well i guess it's time to fight and chases rose down and so she is choking rose and then rose realizes like wait if this is all in my mind you're in my mind haha it starts getting strong and breaks the monster's arm and sets the monster on fire hooray and katie was like okay okay watch it burn and die and then Rose leaves the home. She's like, no, you got to watch it die. And I was like, yeah, you got to watch it die. <laughs> so Rose hops in her car and drives back to Joel's apartment and tells Joel, like, hey, you know, there are a lot of things I should have told you. I had issues and we, we were dating. I left a lot of walls up because I didn't want people to see the real me. And I apologize for that. Kind of ignoring that Trevor's around, just like, I'm sorry we probably shouldn't have broken up. And, hey, Joel, can you just watch me sleep? Because I've been through a lot. Joel's like, yeah, I'll watch you sleep. I'll watch you forever. And he starts smiling like a creepy person and chases her out of the apartment. And she instantly appears outside of the home. So the crazy monster has fucked with her head once again. And she didn't do any of the fight and any of that stuff. So the cathartic moment was all in her head, and so I was like, I'm happy she had that moment, but it didn't really happen, so that's weird, (laughs) so Joel pops up, Rose runs back inside the home, and at this point, the monster shows its real form, it has no skin, and it has multiple jaws, so it like rips its face off, and it has rows of teeth and jaws onto it, it looked amazing, uh, if you don't see this movie, if you just listen to this review, please just Google smile monster like form. It looks awesome. When it happened me and Katie were like, fuck, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I needed more of that earlier in the movie because that felt so different from any other movie like this. I was like, I need more. And then uh, Rose, she freezes up when she sees the monster. And then the monster starts going into her body through her mouth. It just opens her mouth really wide and starts crawling in. Joel, he kicks down the front door and he sees Rose, smiling, setting herself on fire. And then the curse is passed on to Joel. Oh no, I like Joel. And that is Smile. So Katie, who is your favorite character in Smile?
1: All I'm going to say is that it's Joel. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's Joel. Uh, he actually cared. He actually investigated things. He wanted to figure out why his friend was fucking crazy. No one else wanted to investigate anything in this movie. Uh, Trevor was just like, "Oh, you're crazy." That's it. And it's like, fuck, man. I wanted Trevor to be the person. Like, hey, I looked up some like newspaper reports. That guy died from a like suicide, and that person died from a suicide, and they're connected. Like there's some issues with this. We need to figure this out. Instead of him just being like, "Oh, oh, you're like crazy."
1: You're crazy. I'm good.
0: Joel was the best. Uh, He he looked cool. He acted cool. And I wanted more of him. Now I will tell you, Katie.
1: There's a sequel
0: on its way. I know. And fuck, I hope it's about Joel.
1: Better be dealing
0: with his shit because he's like, oh shit, she's on fire. So I need Joel to just struggle through his week, and I need him to like survive. I need him to survive. But no, Joel was awesome. He was, like, probably the best character in this movie. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character?
1: It was Rose. Go ahead, Otis. Tell him why it was Rose.
0: (laughs) Actually, Rose isn't my least favorite character.
1: What? I thought you were going to choose Rose. Okay, well then, I'll tell you why it was Rose. Fuck, she sucked. There was not a redeeming quality about this woman, and at no point do I give any fucks about her. Like this movie starts, we find out that she works 80 hours a week. Somehow she has a fiance. She's got an ex named Joel. That's what we know. Um, She goes into her work. She's a psychiatrist. She works at a hospital. She goes into her work with these patients who are coming off of the street, like people coming in from the cops, off the street, whatever. Goes into a room without any type of protection, any type of security, nothing. Which is fucking idiotic. Yeah. So, she was already dumb from the get-go, and then just everything that kept happening to her and the way that she responded was just so weird and bad, and I did not care if she lived or died, honestly. So...
0: just to add on to rose's issues i am fine with characters that have the whole are they actually crazy as fuck or is it just the issues that they're dealing with making them crazy as fuck there are tons of movies that we watch all the time where it's like i've been through a lot before this movie started and this movie is just like making those issues a lot a lot worse and there's a monster outside trying to eat my face off you know and I'm fine with characters like that, you know? Uh, it makes psychological movies work easier when people are like, wow, Katie might be crazy as fuck, you know? She she keeps saying that Bella's like floating around trying to kill her. Cats don't float. And then, you know, people leave the room and Bella starts floating again. She's we like, all
1: float down here, <laughs> huh, Bella?
0: You know, she's like, ah,
1: oh, I'm crazy. We all float down here. She's
0: like, yes. <laughs> but I just, I did not care about Rose. I really didn't care Nobody about her. Nobody did. She didn't want to get help from people. Joel's like, what did that guy say to you? Why did he freak out? He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything? Why did he start screaming at you to get get away from him?
1: Right.
0: I don't know. He's crazy. What? Do you not want to, like, not stay alive? Right,
1: the one fucking person who's trying to help you. Like, fucking say something to Joel.
0: Yeah. But that's not even my least favorite character. I had a lot of words to say. It was Trevor. He's in this movie for an hour, and then he just leaves, like, Like, Jesse T. Usher had something to do. He's like, oh, man, I got some more scenes from the boys to do, so I'm out. will be back. You know, hey, those scenes I'm in, just just cut them.
1: God, and all of his scenes in this movie were trash, too. He, like, shows up, um, like, after work, and they have, like, a cute couple moment. Great. Then they go to dinner with uh, her sister, and it is fucking chaotic and weird. Yeah. And but their relationship is fine. And then every moment after that is just like, Why the fuck are you even here? We're like, not friends. You clearly do not give a fuck about her. You don't didn't even bother to listen to her plea for help for her for you to believe her in what the fuck is happening to her.
0: And there's a couple of lines where he does investigate things about her issues, but he investigates the whole oh, mental issues. Running your family, I looked that up, and she's like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" And he's like, "Well, I just want to know what I'm getting into."
1: Ooh, that was the wrong. And I was like, "Are
0: you serious?" That's what you look up. Ooh, I was, was like, "Oh my god, say. he was such a shitty character." And it's funny because I guess if they played him the right way, you're supposed to play a character like that in a scary movie. I'd be fine with him. A character like that that doesn't believe the issues. At some point, they see the monster. And then it kills them.
1: And then they believe.
0: For that one second that they see it, they're like, holy shit, Katie was not playing. can floating and the head comes off. Yeah. We don't get that. He just leaves. He's just somewhere else like, man, that bitch is crazy.
1: Yeah, I was really hoping the murder that she was supposed to commit was going to be him.
0: Yeah. I thought he would be tied up to the end part of the death. B- but no. Nah, he just disappears. The monster doesn't even turn into Trevor at some point to get her to go somewhere. It just It's like, eh, you don't like him that much anyway. I'm not going to change it to him. It changes it to Joel, her not-boyfriend. And she mm. believes that that's Joel. I was like,
1: mm. what the fuck is... Not-boyfriend. Mm. Yeah,
0: I mean, they were holding hands in the car, so... I, I, I looked at Katie and said, why the fuck is he in this movie? Because Joel is more of a boyfriend than Trevor. And I was like, shouldn't even have had him in this movie. And I was like, fuck, man. It was a waste of a character. An absolute waste. So, man. So, man. So, let's do seven-word synopsis. So, my first one is, Look of Demon was creepy as fuck. I have never pictured a monster that has multiple rows of jaws and it's just, like, skinless. That was fucking terrifying. I've seen
1: something like that with the multiple jaws before, but I can't think of what it was.
0: Yeah. I, if I was younger, if this was, like, If me and Katie, like, I was trying to, you know, get with Katie, and we went on a date in high school, and we saw this, fuck, man. I'd be like, holy shit, you know? That was fucking creepy. That was creepy as fuck, you know? And, you know, I'd have held Katie's hand. she was like, don't be a bitch. I'm like, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) No, high school me would have played into the, it's so scary. Oh, hell yeah.
0: Like, hold you, baby. It's all right. (laughs) It's all right, baby. And then
1: I would have laughed at you every time you jumped. (laughs)
0: My next one was, why was A-Train in this fucking movie? Like I said, in Katie, she joked about it, but she was like, hey, interracial couple, you need it. And I'm like, fuck, man.
1: Ah, Give me some action. Yeah.
0: Kill him if you have to. But have him do something. Make him feel important to the movie.
1: Maybe. He's a token minority.
0: Yeah, and maybe. Same with
1: Cal Penn.
0: Yeah. Maybe in the sequel. We'll get more because if it's hopefully about Joel, Joel's gonna kill him. This world is not done with this whole area, so maybe Trevor pops up. He's like, "Holy shit, what happened to her?" And he's like, "That shit she was yelling about—it's real." He's like, "Fuck, I, I gotta, I want to help."
1: I have an idea for a sequel, or for the sequel that would be fucking wild and i think it's that joel figures out that he has to kill somebody like he talked to that oh. that guy and he finds out he's got to kill somebody and you know he is conflicted cuz he's a cop but then he realizes he's a cop and like he does that anyways as part of his job so then he ends up killing somebody but like hundreds of people watch it happen <laughs> and they all get cursed shit and, and then just there's spread. just and then there's just like an insane amount of fucking suicides, followed by suicides, followed by suicides in this town. Like everyone's wiping each other out. It's, basically. it's that
0: meme where uh, that black lady's just like leaning yeah. over, like no, tired. Cause like somebody, because oh, <laughs>
1: somebody caught it on a go- on a fucking iPhone or yeah. whatever. Because a cop killed somebody. Right, so there's somebody has some fucking found footage and they put it online and then everybody fucking sees this murder and everybody starts to get cursed.
0: That monster working hard. Yeah,
1: that's the sequel.
0: <laughs> Man, I'm tired of killing. <laughs> monster just laying on the ground like
1: fuck. He starts beatboxing. Looking
0: at its schedule, like fuck, I got 17 other people to fuck with tonight. Oh,
1: fuck. Okay, okay, yeah.
0: okay, okay, okay. I'm good. I'm Ain't good. Ain't no good. rest for the wicked. Yeah, and my last one is. Joel deserved better than trash ass Rose.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> One of mine. Rose didn't deserve Joel. Movie wasted A-train. <laughs> okay, uh woman gets cursed, goes crazy, curses X. Yeah. All Joel had to do was wait. Yeah. And then he But he cared. Yeah, but he could have saved himself being fucking cursed, yeah. and whoever he's gonna kill. But she didn't tell him. Death. She didn't
0: inform him of what the fuck the curse was. She
1: said, "I need to be alone," like over and over again. And but he, you
0: know if, and it, then
1: he fucking tracked her but, phone. But you just, know,
0: but you know if in the car she was like, "Okay," he said, "This thing loves trauma, and you have to see the murder happen for spread, it to spread." It would just it would have helped him out, you know.
1: If a girl doesn't tell you where she's going. Maybe she doesn't want to be found. Okay? Like, maybe don't fucking track her phone. I understand you're a cop, but, like, maybe just don't. Yeah. A little, little creepy, Joel. Okay. Woman gets cursed, goes crazy, curses X. Right? Yeah. I said that one already? Okay, then I already did three. Last one. <clears throat> How fucking dare you kill little mustache?
0: That was a cute cat, too.
1: That was a fucking cute cat. I, I am so tired of it. Stop killing animals in movies. They're so fucking cute. Leave them alone. <laughs> they don't deserve fucking human curses, human bullshit. Stop it.
0: Right? They're just chilling. They're just like, I just want wet like, food. What was
1: that? Drag me to hell? That woman yeah. just like snapped a kitten's neck. Can we fucking not? Damn.
0: Stop. That was a cute cat, little kitten too. Just like, hey,
1: what you doing? So little. Like, stop hurting animals. Just like CGI some shit.
0: A little kitten's like,
1: hey, there's a weird thing floating behind you. Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hey, I'd probably figure out what the fuck that thing is above you. Yeah. Don't look happy. (laughs) So this film came out September 30th, 2022. So what do you think the budget for Smile was, Katie?
1: $15 dues.
0: Not bad at all. $17 dues. Uh, you know, there's not much to it, but, you know, newer movies, there's always new shit you gotta put in. There was a little bit of CG and stuff, but 17 seems like a reasonable price for this scale of movie. So, what do you think the box office was?
1: Um, the, Everyone was fucking talking about this movie when it came out earlier, or last year, so I said <clears throat> 10 times what I thought its budget was, $150-y You
0: said 10 times? Yeah. You should have did 20. So $217 dollars. This movie did bank. Because, like I said, the marketing was fucking amazing. I remember seeing the creepy ass people in real things. Like, hey, this baseball game. Hey, it was on Reddit. They were like, you see these creepy people just like right in the camera, just smiling. And the camera's like, what the fuck? It just, it was such a cool marketing. Like, Thing I've never seen something like that before, and then afterward we did see other things like Megan. There were like creepy little girls like sitting in like seats and they would dance and like what the
1: oh, fuck yeah, is that? Oh yeah, I really you know? like that. So well, they it's... would go to cons. They had them like go to cons and then they would do like organized dancing or any large event. Yeah. Like they went to uh, what was that? Like a marathon or something? Or I remember seeing it yeah. like at some outdoor event and like all of these people dressed like Megan just like came out of the crowd and then together and then did the Megan dance and then they just like looked at people creepy and everyone was like what the fuck and walked away (laughs) yeah
0: it's it's fun so that marketing and it's just the way the movie works it like I said it's a gateway movie it's perfect and it's rated r it made so much money for a rated r film just think if this bitch was PG-13. It could not have been PG-13 the way some of these scenes worked.
1: It probably could have got
0: a little bit more. But I think Radar was perfect for it. Because, yeah, people peel it off their skin. I don't think you could make a PG-13 movie like that. Because mm. that was hardcore.
1: I was watching Lord Zed when I was like six. So. Yeah, but
0: his skin was dry. It wasn't juicy. Mm. Calpin ripped his face off. That was juicy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Lord Zed looked weird. Like a California Raisin. I
1: don't know. I watched fucking Christopher Lloyd melt. <laughs> and but that, Nazis but that, melting But, in but that was Doom.
0: before ratings, man. Because Temple of Doom, that is not a kid's movie. Yeah, but that was But a back then, rating. that was a kid's... Yeah, I thought Temple of Doom was before.
1: Okay, but not Temple of Doom. Roger, uh... Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. That was not... That's before ratings? That, no, that was after ratings. Really? Yeah. That, that was 1989. That is not a kid's film. Jesus. Except it is a kid's so film. It's got fucking Mickey Mouse in it. Yeah. And Bugs Bunny. It's got everybody in it. Yeah. I look just like
0: this. <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible movie for kids. That shit's horrifying. Oh Gremlins. God. Yeah. That was a wild movie. You
1: remember there used to be, um, oh my gosh, on Nickelodeon when they would do the afternoon, like, block of cartoons, they had, like, Stick Stickly and, like, all these different yeah. things that would happen in the middle. They had this little short that would happen in the middle of all the cartoons, uh, and it was like Inside Out Boy, and he was like trying to flip yes. over, like on a swing, he was trying to flip yeah, over the bar, yeah. and then he flipped over the bar, and he went Inside Out.
0: I remember that. Jesus. You I just, mean. You just unlocked some shit in my head. I haven't <laughs> thought about Inside Out Boy in forever.
1: Yeah. Fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Minority Kill Count, that's a zero. Who?
1: The husband of the okay, so Rose. Oh, the yeah. Girl the, who... the priest, yeah. Was he a priest?
0: Yeah.
1: Sure. They said he was. Yeah. I
0: mean, we don't see it, but he did die technically in this movie, I guess.
1: Oh, okay. If we don't see it, then don't count him. On... I'm sure there was others. Yeah. She, she had a pile of like fifty. Yeah, there were a lot. 50 of Fifty photos of people who had died. We from did this see monster.
0: the guy at the gas station. He was brown as shit.
1: Was he? Yeah. I thought he was white. No, he was brown. Okay. He
0: looked brown. So, the new number is 410 in a Tito Turtle and house and a plane full of vampires. So, Katie, do you have anything else to say about Smile before we get out of here?
1: There are better movies.
0: It's a shame. Like I said, the build up, the, you know, seeing all the shit before you got into the movie. I was pumped. We sat down. I was like, Smile's going to be fucking wild i'm so I was nervous i'm so excited too. the
1: the cover of this yeah. movie makes it look like it's gonna really fucking scare the shit out of you like it's gonna be like terrified level of scary because that movie was that's one of the scariest movies i've ever seen but it wasn't
0: yeah i was act- i was pumped i was like man i'm gonna jump like a bitch yeah, i'm it, so yeah, ready yeah it looked
1: like it could be like a sinister and it wasn't
0: it wasn't it was so disappointing it was so basic yeah like, it, and that's a shame. I'm sorry, Katie, you're on the other side of the looking glass now. Uh, you've seen enough scary movies. I've been on
1: it. Yeah, I know.
0: But you've seen enough movies that it's just it takes a special type of movie to get you now. You know, those days of just like,
1: oh, shit, that was terrifying. Like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> well, it's... you heard it here first, guys. All my reviews from now on are just going to be trash because I don't think any of this is scary anymore.
0: Well, now you just have to
1: pretend that I'm scared no
0: no you find the good in things it's like I get what they were going for and I like this and stuff Mm. but you know hey I didn't think I was gonna jump in terrified and then you know I was like oh shit you know it's you know it it takes the right movie to get you now yeah yeah Bella Bella went to sleep she was like this movie sucked (laughs) So with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about, I don't know, creepy people smiling from a distance, or ripping skin off, or having multiple jaws, you can tweet Katie at
1: AllentownPod. We can
0: an email. AllentownPresents. We have a
1: Facebook Allentown presents. <laughs> and Someone's like, Hey Katie,
0: check it out, I have multiple jaws. I'm like, well, don't open that. <laughs> don't open that. They just, wah! I just open that fucking... <laughs>
1: from um scary stories to tell in the dark the one the the big fat lady in the in the red uh hallways didn't she like open her mouth all crazy like a snake, well her mouth like, was really big her, jaw. Yeah, her mouth was really big yeah but didn't she like unhinge her jaw no maybe i'm thinking of something else there's something like from our childhood like in a beetle or some shit oh, where they would just yeah. like someone like unhinged their jaw and it was just like rows and rows and rows of teeth like a shark but um,
0: I do remember something. Somebody like, yeah. like a fucking snake just popped yeah. their jaw. So the music you listen to right now that is flipping combined effort flipping the CE anywhere you can find them. a studio pizza Thank you so much for the artwork. So for oh, this was episode twenty-seven in the pocket in the books out of sight. So we have four more movies and I'm very excited. Uh, one that Katie and I are going to review. Uh, we should have did it last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're doing it now. And it was really fuck enjoyable. Fuck
1: it, we'll do it live. Yeah, fuck it.
0: <laughs> so, for Katie, for sleepy old Bella, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with another scary film. Bye. If you got cursed, Katie, would you would you tell me that you got cursed, or would you try to figure it out on your own? Like, What would you do?
1: Well, let me preface this by saying I don't believe in any of this stuff. Okay. So, it would take a lot to... To get me to the believing part that I was actually cursed. And honestly, it'd probably be you telling me that something is wrong with me before I'm like, oh yeah, something's weird. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I'd definitely go to you for help.
0: I like that. You just sit there and like like you just spitting out green goo. And I'm like, you good? Yeah, I'm
1: just like eating yeah, right. my hair or yeah. some wild shit and
0: Yeah, I'm alright. I'm like what? I'm fine. Why the fuck are you doing that?
1: Oh shit. Oh shit, I am doing that. <laughs> oh man.
0: Something's wrong. <laughs> oh well, I'm gonna go to bed now. <laughs> like what fuck. the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I never understand in movies when they're like, Man, that like gypsy lady like pointed at me and wiggled her fingers. All this weird stuff's happening. Oh well, I'm gonna go to bed now. Like, maybe you should investigate why. The
1: the bigger question here is, if I told you I was cursed, would you believe me and help me? Because that was the problem in this movie. She told him that she was cursed, and he was like, bitch, you crazy, I'm out.
0: There's more to it. I wouldn't, at first, think that you were cursed by a fucking monster or demons coming to get you. But there's probably more to it. I would probably think that someone's following you and fucking with you. And making you think that you're being attacked by a fucking spirit, you know? I'm like, okay.
1: And then Otis goes crazy because Otis is already paranoid about shit like that.
0: Yeah, so I would—that's what I would think at first. But then later, as you know, I experienced something with you. I'm like, oh shit, there's a for real spirit out here. Like,
1: oh fuck. I mean, you're you the know? one who would be seeing like ghost shit, bef- like anyways. So like,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd I would be see it I'd so be fast. possessed,
1: and you'd be seeing things that I wouldn't even have any information about i'd be like crawling up in the corner of the wall and you'd just be like what the fuck and then i'd be a- asleep in the bed and i wouldn't even know what happened and you'd be like katie <laughs> something yeah. is wrong with you
0: yeah I'm, I'm going to bed and you're like come to bed Otis, oh, and your head just spins all the way around me and bella just holding each other just like oh shit yeah. nah I, I gotta
1: see everything yeah.
0: i'm like yeah now nah, me and bella we gotta like uh we got to do something in the other room real quick. i go
1: over here.
0: I look at Bella. She's opening the window to crawl out. She's like, nah, that's a lot. <laughs>
1: Bella's looking for an escape plan. <laughs> nah.
0: Nah. If we open that front door, she's going to hear it. So I'm just going to just pop this window out. <laughs> yeah. She's just running down the street. I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. we <laughs> just running down the street. <laughs> okay, bye, guys.
1: Bye.